following is a paid program. The views expressed are not necessarily the views of the owners or management of MyTalk 1071. What is it you want? Real estate. It's the Red Hot Real Estate Show, where we can all find out how's it going for buyers and sellers in the real estate market. I have died and gone to real estate heaven. Looking to move? Hoping to sell? Call in with your questions to real estate expert Mimi Shoneman with Remax Results. I'm going to go out and buy a house. Here she is, your host, Mimi Shoneman. Yes, she is here, the host of the Red Hot Real Estate Show from Remax Results. So excited to be hanging out with my good friend Mimi Shoneman today. Hello, Mimi. Good morning. You know, I thought about you because there's another one of those for sale by owner signs in my neighborhood. And so I'm just like, why would you do that to yourself? Okay. <laughs> right? But maybe they know, but it's just, it just seems so, I mean, I do a lot of, you know, as far as the DIY, the do it yourself, there's certain things I'm doing. Like I'm patching my sidewalk. I'm cool with doing stuff yourself. But that seems like one of those, there are so many pitfalls. Like if I mess up my sidewalk, worst thing that happens is that I have to go back to what I was going to do, which was pay somebody to come demo it out and clean up the mess I made. Right. But it's not going to hurt me or get me sued or... <laughs> You're not going to be in the pokey. No. No. No, because I just have ugly sidewalk. Right. You but it's ugly now. Caters over in your right. neighborhood. It's already ugly. It's only so much I can do. So, uh, but doing that, and you talked about even when you first started in the business, how different it was back then. You know, so now that I have had my license, you know, I, I mm -hmm. used to think when I was an unlicensed person that the whole process of selling a house looked pretty daggone easy. Right. And what I know <laughs> yes. now is that all the things that you could make big mistakes um, that could really, really impact your life. Um, for those folks out there that are for sale by owners, I hope that you have a law degree. <laughs> I hope that you uh, have done extreme due diligence about what you can do wrong. And I'm just going to bring up one one thing that can go very, very wrong. Mm -hmm. Fair housing. Right. And I think that's part of it is that some people think that they can cherry pick or they're so... I'm going to save myself a lot of money because I'm not going to hire somebody. I can do this myself. You know what? It, it's kind of like moving. Okay. So anybody can move yourself, mm -hmm. right? It gets to the point where, you know, asking all of your friends to come over for pizza <laughs> and beer to help you move and pack, you get to a point in your life where you're like, there's just no amount of money that's worth that, you know, and <laughs> right. so it's the same thing with real estate. Why, why do something that you're not trained to do that we do every single day? And for those folks that are for sale by owners, we encourage you to reach out to us. There are many, many things that we can do to help you and to make this process better for you. Or if it's not going so well, then maybe we can help you uh, make it go very well. And speaking of helpers, our uh, good friend and great helper, Phil Olson from Cross Country Mortgage is on the line. Hey, Phil, thanks for throwing in us. We appreciate you. Good morning, guys. Hey, why don't we get your NMLS number out of the way, please, Phil? NMLS 238-103, Company NMLS 803-095, Cross Country Mortgage. Cross Country Mortgage. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, you wonder how everybody gets their name. Phil, do you know, <laughs> how, how does Cross Country come up with that name? What's the, what's the history? Not the slightest clue how our <laughs> owner, Ron, came up with the name. 
Uh, we've been in business, I believe, now 16 years, and he was in the business many, many years prior to that, but have no clue how we came up with cross-country. Maybe so it's either we do it across the country or his kids were in cross-country in high school or that's, something like that. So that's either what way, I think. Yeah. Either way, I think they're super dope. I uh, like it. Yeah. <laughs> so. Okay. Well, let's just, speaking of, speaking of dope, mm-hmm. let's talk about market updates. What do you think the... Let's get a get a tab going here. Okay. How many months of inventory do we have when a normal market is between five and six? What do we have right now? Let me go first because Phil, I'm sure, knows. What did you say, Phil? 1.3. He said 1.3. I was going to say 1.2. So what is the answer? The answer is... Drum roll. We're up 23.1%. Two? 1.6 months of inventory. Wow. wow. Okay. Oh. And... So, guess what our median sales price is? Uh, three twenty-five. Phil. Uh, three fifty-four. Three fifty-four. Three twenty-five. What do you got? Three eighty. We're doing all right. We're a little. We're we're a little optimistic for our our home buyers out there, Phil. But okay, we're at least in the same number. Yeah, that's like okay. And our days on market uh, increased five percent to twenty-one days. Phil, can you do a loan in twenty-one days? I've done loans in 21 days, yes. Okay, so Phil can do it. Okay. But he is working at warp speed. <laughs> you prefer 30. Uh, my, clients, my clients and I are working at warp speed, and it, it really comes down. If the property is in the metro, I can normally get an appraisal back in about three days, okay. get title work back in three days. And if it's your, it's your standard clean file, yeah, I can get that done in 21 days. I'm not going to say it's going to be fun for all parties, but yeah, it can be done. Because it's really hard sometimes, even if you just got to send a couple of W-2s and some taxes. There's a lot of things sometimes you got to collect that maybe you didn't have sitting around, right, Phil? Not only that you have to collect, but sometimes the documentation you provide to us will cause a question, which may cause us to get an additional document. Right. Or for instance, for instance, I had a, I had a client that had to pay off some debt to qualify, and you would think it would be simple Mm -hmm. to get three payoff letters from three different vendors, and believe it or not, uh, the payoffs, one of them took 17 days to get uh, from one of the Visa card companies. Because uh, so, they're busy I doing mean, other stuff. They're not making me a priority in my house, I'm sure. That's unfortunate, yeah. A lot of those companies are still working offline, mm-hmm. still going through through COVID, and getting information from third parties can be sometimes difficult. I mean, we always get it. The question is, is how fast can we get it? Yeah, so the point of the subject is that, yeah, it can be done, but it's not the best um, you know, if you've got a reason to rush it, that's one thing. But if you can do it in the standard 30 days, that is more of a streamlined process, wouldn't you say, Phil? Well, yeah, but then there's also the other program we have, which is called Fast Track, mm-hmm. which means we get the client approved 100% up front, okay, with a guaranteed close with le- in less than 15 days. Basically, what happens there is we underwrite the file. We gather all their documents. We go through everything. We cross every T, dot every I, and guess what? Then we can close in less than 15 days with that program. And so that is the, that is the thing that I think you, you talk about 
prior, what's that thing that you say? Proper planning? planning. Prior planning will prevent a poor performance. Yes. And so imagine the joy, Miss Shannon. Right. If you have gone through the fast track thing before you and I ever step in through a door to see a house and you you don't have to worry that you've got to send him something. Right. Or that it might not go. Mm-hmm. It's we can just do it. I can make my decisions and move forward once I find because because then it gives you that opportunity, which you said before, don't fall in love with the house when you're still looking. It's a property. So until you close, it doesn't count. But it's a little bit more of like, maybe I can love this a little bit. You know, I can open just, my heart a little bit. Just had this happen this past week. <laughs> right. Uh, like, no, don't tell me you've already married the house. Exactly. You can't. You can't. You're just sort of a uh, promissory ring. Exactly. At the moment. Yeah, you're breaking. And, you're going to get your heart broken. Maybe. Yes. And mm-hmm. when you go into pending, then you can kind of get engaged. Mm-hmm. Because if you fall in love with it too soon, and then basically somebody else takes it out, you're like, oh, house, you cheated on me. Right. See, you don't broke do that up to with me right. at the altar. That's very bad behavior. Behavior. All right. Um, so this is what I'd like for everybody to know, that they need to call Phil right now. Phil, how do they get a hold of you? 651-238-6748. And it's phil at callphilolson.com. Do it right now while it's fresh in your mind. Get a hold of him and get the Fast Track program started. Okay. So um, rental vacancy rates. Okay have remained below 6% since the third quarter of 2021. And that is a three-decade low, and that's the U.S. Census Bureau reports. So what does that mean? Rental rates are you know low because they just don't have enough properties for right. people to move into. And this is what we're going to be talking about during the show. A lot of noise is going on right now because people are thinking, what is happening with the shift? I don't know mm-hmm. what to think. I don't know what to do. Buyers might be afraid to jump in because of interest rates. Phil, what was your very best interest rate last year, last week, 30-year fixed? 5.125%. And a part of my market update is we've seen interest rates drop due to the Fed increasing the prime by another 075 GDP came in second quarter again at point a negative point nine, and the bond market reacted. We've basically seen about a full half a percent uh, reduction in interest rates, but at five and an eighth, you'd be at about one point with twenty percent down. Whereas with a with a VA loan, one hundred percent financing, you'd be at five point zero six three percent. Okay, so. Rents on new leases have gone up 14.1% this year, just through June. 14.1%. Did you bank on needing an additional 14% in your budget this year, Ms. Shannon? Absolutely not. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, we'll talk about options for buyers when we come back from the break. You can also call in and be part of the show. The number is 651-641-1071. We'll be right back on the Red Hot Real Estate Show. Welcome back to the Red Hot Real Estate Show here on My Talk 1071. Also available at MyTalk1071.com. Here with Mimi Shoneman and Phil Olson. All right. So I do want to just kind of recap what we just ended uh, at the last segment about rents. Um, so rents. Demand has continued to outpace supply on rents on new leases, and they've surged 14.1% this year through June. And according to Apartment List, 
a huge leap from the typical two to three percent annual rent. So normal is two to three percent, and right. Yeah, just unbelievable for rent. Right. Folks out there, if you haven't had a chance to talk to somebody to see if you can qualify to buy a house, you really ought to at least do yourself that favor. At least try. And yeah. see what you can do. Don't talk yourself out of yeah, it. Yeah, you just don't know until you know. And so it's worth knowing. Um, and in addition to that, if you take advantage of the fact that somebody that's a professional is going to be looking at your credit report, there's all kinds of things that could be on there that might not need to be. Phil? You know, the, the one word you, you're using is can qualify. I would rather throw out the word when. And one of the things that I do for clients is when I meet with them, you know, maybe they're thinking about buying six months, 12 months, or even two years out. I love sitting down with my clients and planning out their purchase for the future. And we can take a look at everything that, that they present. And then we can come up with a, a very defined game plan. And I'll actually put the game plan in writing for them to help them get where they need to be. Well, actually, you know, it's amazing to me. And when folks will call and they say, I'd really like to see this house at blah, blah, blah street. Um, tomorrow at four o'clock and well that's wonderful are you pre-approved and who is your lender nope i i know i'm good i know i'm good are you sure how do you know yeah (laughs) don't you want to know how do you know is my question and so you definitely want to make sure that you know you know Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so phil Let's talk a little bit about some of the down payment assistance programs that might be available for folks right now. Um, Well, yeah, and based on the shift that we're seeing in the market right now, those programs are becoming a lot easier for for consumers to use considering uh, we're starting to see sellers uh, accept those type of offers and also accepting it's seller paid. So one of the, the great program in the state of Minnesota is called Minnesota Housing. You have two basic products. One's called Startup. The other one is called Step Up. And with the Startup program, uh, if you meet the income limits and there is a specific purchase price uh, criteria, in other words, you can't buy a $600,000 home with it, I believe the income or the purchase price limit is like 420 or 430. I'd have to look at it, but you can get up to 12,500 in down payment assistance. And those monies can even be deferred to where you're not even having to make a monthly payment on that. Now, the, the deferred payment would have to be paid back, uh, once you sell your home or you refinance it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So. I think that a lot of people out there have not, they've been told over the last, I'm going to say two years, don't even bother trying to get a a down payment assistance offer accepted. You're not going to look, yeah, you're not going to look like the best offer and there's too many offers going out there. So, well, we, we talk a little bit about the hierarchy of financing, right? And so cash is number one. That's, they don't have to have an appraisal. Cash is king, has a lot of power. And then the next thing is conventional loans, 
which can have a down payment of as low as 3%. Um, and a lot of people think that for conventional, you only you have to have 20%, but that's not true. Okay. Um, and then you get into your government loans. You get into FHA, VA, and then you get into the loans that have down payment assistance. Um, I will tell you that we are seeing people get a down payment assistance. We've written offers where the down payment assistance program has been accepted. And we have just now started to see where sellers are motivated to pay some seller paid closing costs. Um, this you haven't seen in many, many years. Okay. And so uh, this is the time for buyers that maybe need a little bit of financial oomph backing you yes. for you to jump in and see if we can get this thing done. Um, it's always good to get a second opinion. Uh, Phil, I think you should should reach out to Phil and see if you can get involved with that fast track program where you're already pre-qualified all the way up and then see if you qualify for some down payment assistance. And working with somebody like Phil that has a variety of options, because maybe they, you know, you worked with somebody before and it was somebody that had a particular product and they told you, you can only do this if you can get you know, your mom or your dad to sign on and do something like maybe that wasn't an option for you. Now there's a way that you might be able to do it yourself. And again, there's no guarantee, but you don't know until you ask. And at least I know from experience working with Phil that it's okay. I can't do it today. If we do these things, you can get here probably by a certain amount of time. Right, Phil? Yes. And let me, let me throw out another unique opportunity right now for buyers in the market. Believe it or not, if we can get the sellers to pay, let's just say 3% in seller paid closing costs, uh, that 3% could be used towards a total buy down of the interest rate. So let me give you an example of what that would look like. Remember I told you on a, on a 30 year 20% down, you'd be at 5.125%. Well, if the sellers give us 3% in seller paid, we can use that towards a buy-down of the rate. Okay. That would basically put the consumer at 4.5% on a 30-year fixed. Okay. Wow. So in the purchase agreement, there is a section about financing, and it asks you, A, how long are you going to finance it, and B, what's your interest rate going to be? And so... Some folks will put the word market in there, and I think that that leaves you exposed. Um, the better thing to do would be to put an actual interest rate number in there. Okay. How, however, with interest rates kind of fluctuating up and down right now, you run the risk that if you put a number in there, that maybe the interest rate will go above that. So this would be an excellent way for a seller to say, okay, so the interest rate is higher than what you put in that block right there. So I'm going to offer you seller paid closing costs to buy down your rate so that it does hit that number. Phil? Exactly. I mean, uh, there's so many different ways we can um, manipulate a file or structure a file to help me meet a client's needs based on all the multitudes of products that I have available for a specific client. And sometimes, you know, Going with, say, for an instance, going 20% down on a 30-year fix may not be the right way to structure a deal to get the offer accepted. Maybe you're better off going 10% down and then using some of your own money to buy down the interest rate if the sellers are not willing to pay your closing costs. 
or better yet, maybe we're better off using one-time mortgage insurance. Perfect. When we come back, I think what what I'd like to talk about is the things that are going on in the credit market. Phil, we'll let you talk a little bit about that and we'll take all of our calls. Right. If you want to be part of the show, you can call us at 651-641-1071. We'll be right back with Mimi Shoneman and Phil Olson here on the Red Hot Real Estate Show on My Talk 1071. Welcome back to the Red Hot Real Estate Show here on My Talk 1071. Also available as a podcast. Make sure you grab it by going to mytalk1071.com, keyword Red Hot. And also something great you should grab, those brand new hot off the presses, things to consider when buying a home and things to consider when selling a home. Right, Mimi? Uh, yeah, we we get them new every quarter. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have, if you've never bought a house or it's been a while or if you've never sold a house, it's been a while we've got guides that give you a lot of great information and they're updated seasonally Uh, so the summer guides are here all you have to do is request them Uh, you can text guides to 651-578-2218 and we can go from there right so that would be very exciting speaking of exciting uh i i think back to i was i was excited the first time i bought a house way back in like 2000 and six or whenever I did it, but it was much more exciting this time when I bought my house because I felt like I knew I had better resources and knew more about what I was going, uh, I was doing. And then since then I do feel like there's a lot more information out there now so that I can go, Oh, here's what's going on. Here's what appropriately I need to know uh, when something like, like what just happened when we just had this, okay, the federal reserve's talking about doing something. I know what those words mean right now. And I think that that helps. So Phil, can you help us go over? We just had an announcement from the federal reserve. Can you kind of just give us a little recap of what that did? And if you are surprised with how it affected our market. All right, so the report that came out was the Gross Domestic Product Report. Mm -hmm. It's basically a measure of our total productivity here in the United States. And in a, in a growing economy, all right, you're, you're normally looking to have about a 2% quarter over quarter growth. Okay. In the, in the last two semesters or quarters, uh the previous quarter we came in at a negative 1.6 meaning that the economy is not growing at all it actually shrunk okay? some right it shrunk mm-hmm. okay all right and then basically what they were what they've been saying and what a lot of economists and this goes back over you know eight or nine recessions uh where they talk about a negative two quarters in a row is validated as a recession. Um, unfortunately, our or fortunate, however you want to look at it, the federal government is basically saying since unemployment is still at 3.6%, we're really not in a recession. I'm, I'm not going to agree with that. I, I do believe we're in a recession. You know, is it going to be a long-term recession? Who knows? But the latest report that came out was a point, negative point nine. Okay. The federal the Federal Reserve as as thought they were going to increase it. Uh, the um, basic it is prime rate by point seven five percent, which this will be like their fourth rate hike now in the last four months, 
And the reason they're doing that is they're trying to fight inflation. And inflation sits right now at 9.1%. I truly do believe the next three inflation reports are going to be high, sorry to say, uh, because we're, we're in a trough from last year. Your CPI index is the measure of inflation called the core price index. Well, it's a, it's a 12 month average and the 13 month always falls off. Well, July is at 0.5. If we come in at 1% uh, inflation for the month of July, that will replace July of last year that came in at 0.5. So that means our, our, our inflation will go from 9.1 to 9.6%. So our CPI for July, August, and September is, I believe, 0.5, 0.4, 0.3. So we're in a trough of last year where, where the CPI index or the inflation was low for those three months. If the next three months have much higher inflation, it's going to force the 12-month average to go up. Now, what? why is this important? Uh, folks need to understand that mortgage interest rates rise or decline with inflation. So my prediction would be right now we're kind of in a trough where interest rates have come down a half a percent. Uh, now would be a great time to lock in a rate or go shop for that house if you got pushed out of the market. Lock in at the lower interest rate because I do believe in the months of August, September, and October we'll be seeing higher interest rates than five and an eighth. There's my perspective of the market. Gotcha. Gotcha. So, so, Phil, I think that the thing to talk about a little bit is that when the Federal Reserve increases the prime rate, it really affects a lot of things. This time it affected the credit card rates and, and automobile loan rates and things like that. Um, so I think that what it's important for folks to do, if you've got a balance on your credit card, you might want to shop and look for a credit card with a lower interest rate and then do a balance transfer. And you're going to want to try and reduce as much debt as you can. Uh, Phil, can you kind of explain how, why this time did the rate, the Federal Reserve raise the rate, but yet the, the mortgage interest rate went down? Explain to folks why you think that that happened. Well, to be honest with you, I'm I'm a little bit mystified as to why that happened. Okay. To be honest with you. All right. Uh, I would have predicted that interest rates would have would have gone up because normally as inflation goes up, mortgage interest rates rise. But going back on what Mimi was talking about as far as the prime rate, the prime rate will affect when they say it affects mortgages. It does. It affects it is home equity loans and second mortgages that are adjustable rate mortgages. Okay. It will also affect it will also affect student loans that are not tied to a federal government uh, lending. Okay? okay. So in other words, if it wasn't a federal government student loan, that's probably not affected by the prime rate. The big things that it will affect though are your are your car rates. And it, it will affect your credit cards. So uh, be careful. Understand when you do a balance transfer, um, it's written into those contracts that, yes, the teaser rate is 0%. But if you miss one payment, 
that interest rate can immediately go to almost 21%. Okay. And right now, the average interest rate on credit cards, the, the last thing, last I saw it was about 30 days ago, was about an average of 17%. Yeah, so right what... now, as interest rates climb or the prime rate climbs, your consumers are going to be squeezed with higher monthly payments on your credit cards. So definitely focus on making double, triple payments if you can. Do a balance transfer if you can. And for those clients that don't understand this, I'm only a phone call away. They can call me. I can I can take a look at their situation, and I'll give them advice, even if it's not uh, to help them with a mortgage. Okay, Phil. One more thing I think that I would like to talk about during this segment is for those people that are doing new construction and talking a little bit about extended rate locks or what rate lock options are available for folks out there, uh, it, it can be exasperating when you have a new build and you don't know when it's finally going to be completed. And can we do a rate lock uh, definition again? It's been a while, I think, since we talked about a rate lock. So a rate lock is when you actually call your mortgage professional and say, you know, what's the rate? That looks good to me. And then you lock that in. Okay. But it's only for a specific amount of time. So, Phil, I think that's a good segue for you to explain how to do an extended rate lock. Okay. So with new construction, your standard build time is about four to five months from the completion of plans and from the completion of city permits, okay? Unfortunately, due to lag, um, no builders, no no workers, no materials, materials being delayed, I would say right now your your standard build time is well in excess of six months. It's closer to probably seven, eight, or even closer to a year, depending on how big of a house you're buying. I believe you, at Phil. Rock, yeah, I'm. I'm just. Rock, I just did windows, and it took me four months to get the window. So building a whole house, correct. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and then find, get the workers to put them in. That's yep. the, that's the other thing. Mm-hmm. So at Cross Country Mortgage, for for people that are building homes we have extended rate locks and we can lock a client for 180, 270, even 360, okay? So we have the ability to lock the rate long-term for a client. Now, people need to understand though, they're not going to get market rate. You're not getting market rate on a, on a one-year rate lock. Your, your rate is probably a half a percent above market plus anything that's a six month or longer uh it is rate lock is at a cost of one percent up front and the consumer has to pay that one percent within 15 days of locking the rate okay which is very standard within the industry and that's that one percent is not applied to your applied to your loan and it's not refunded they're paying that one percent but I, I can give you an example of a client that did an extended rate lock, and they did the rate lock here nine months ago. They just closed. Their rate was three and a quarter percent. They paid the one percent, but had they not done the extended rate lock, 
their interest rate would have been in the five. Right. And their bill and their build was seven hundred thousand. And guess what? The cost was four hundred dollars for every one percent. So that extended rate lock for that client, even though they paid seven grand up front, well, it saved them nine hundred dollars a month. Well, guess what? Your break even analysis on that is probably about eight point seven percent. So definitely worth spending the money up front to get the extended rate lock and having the comfort knowing that your rate is locked and that you're not floating. And we're literally seeing some clients in the new build environment that are literally walking away from their new builds because they can no longer qualify or they can no longer afford the payment. Right. And that puts a little pressure on our builders out there that mm-hmm. have been a little bit uh, aggressive, I would say, in the last year or so. Um, so I think that it would be good for folks out there that maybe would like to get a second opinion about what can be done. Um, Phil, do, do all lenders offer extended rate locks or is that only some companies? I would say only some. I know there's some builder lenders out there that don't offer extended rate locks. I know there are banks and credit unions that don't offer it. Um, it, It's just, it's really dependent on who you're working with. If you work with a big lending institution, uh, you probably can get an extended rate lock, and that's definitely something you want to shop to to determine what is going to give you the cheapest, um, cheapest route. Okay, so let me ask you this question before we head into the break. Um, if somebody was able to use down payment assistance money, if they qualify for that program, could they use part of that to uh, do an extended rate lock, or could they also use that money to buy down their interest rate? Okay, uh, you could. You can if you're using Minnesota housing. Okay. Minnesota housing does not allow you to buy down the rate, okay? Um, So, no, you can't use down payment assistance to buy down the rate. The only way you can buy down the rate would be on a conventional loan, especially when we're talking new construction, all right? You have to get seller paids from the builder or or the seller has to give you a seller concession, okay, to buy down the rate. Perfect. Well, when we come back from this break, I think we're going to talk about some of the government programs that have been uh, overlooked over the last year and offer our buyers and clients some extra options. You can also be part of the show. Call us at 651-641-1071. We'll be right back on the Red Hot Real Estate Show. Welcome back to the Red Hot Real Estate Show here on My Talk 1071. I'm Ms. Shannon here with me, Ms. Shoneman and Phil Olson. Reminding you, you still have time to call. You can call us at 651-641-1071. You can also hit us up if you want to grab those guides that Mimi mentioned a few minutes ago. Yeah, be sure and text us for a free buying guide or a free selling guide at 651-578-2218. Okay, so over the last year or maybe even longer, it has been really difficult to get an offer accepted with anything less than cash or conventional. Right. Um, a lot of sellers are, they've just decided they don't want to run the risk of that FHA appraisal coming in with work orders. And, and then they like, have to handle it. And then they have to handle it. Um, and so it has been challenging. 
Um, but now the shift has happened and our sellers are seeing that, okay, well, maybe if my house is in a decent condition, maybe I should also in, entertain the idea of accepting those different types of financing programs. Because when you go into the, our uh, appointment booking system showing time, you can see the showings that used to blow up when a property hit the market the first day. You couldn't even get a 15-minute slot to see a house. You're seeing now just big, open, gaping holes. Can I ask you this as well, and this is also a conversation to have with Phil. Do you think that maybe people who had those, the, the prime candidates that could get to conventional housing, maybe we've just worked through a lot of those. And now, you know, that, you know, there's maybe there's just less buyers available right now that have that standard history that allows them to get that kind of financing. I guess I don't really know how to answer that question. Okay. Um, you know, I do think that we hit a pause button mm-hmm. um, where people were trying to sort it out and see exactly what they were going to do, see how they qualified once the interest rates went up. Um, and I do think that that did take a lot of people that would have qualified for a property out of the market. Mm-hmm. And I also think that what it did is is for those folks that were super champagne buyers and they had to have everything perfect. I, you know, when you look at a house that's maybe not so perfect, maybe some of those flaws and imperfections can be overlooked now in order to be able to get in a property. And the thing is, the location is always going to be the most important. And then the bones of a house. Right. Those two things you can really, you can't change. Right. And then the, the location always perfect that you have to focus on that. Um, so I think that let's talk a little bit about FHA. FHA is a government program that requires at least a minimum of three and a half percent down. Phil, what are some of the other things that folks uh, need to know about FHA financing? Um, FHA financing has looser lending guidelines. Your credit score uh, restriction or criteria goes all the way down to a 580. Okay. Now, if you're at a 580, you're probably having to put 10 percent down to qualify but if you're if you're a 620 640 score three and a half percent down um debt to income restrictions are are much higher on an fha loan they go up to 57 percent uh recently the federal government came out with student loan guidance that used to state that we had to hold a one percent payment against the student loans is now a half a percent. So an FHA loan is a great loan, folks. It is a 30-year fixed. It, it, there's no prepayment penalty on it. You can refinance to get rid of the mortgage insurance down the road. And if you're going to use an FHA at 3.5%, it's going to probably take six to seven years before you have a 20% equity position to get rid of the mortgage insurance. So it, it's a great loan. Believe it or not, interest rates on an FHA are predominantly less than a conventional. For instance, this past week, what would the difference have been for someone with a 600 uh, credit score, conventional versus FHA? Uh, with a 600 credit score, one, you're not doing a conventional loan at 600. Maybe you're doing it at 640, 
but the difference between a, a conventional 640 and a FHA 640, the difference in rate would be lower by probably one and a quarter percent. That's a lot. Um, so you talk a lot about break even. Um, so a one and a quarter percent is a lot. Would that be enough to offset the mortgage insurance that stays with the FHA loan, the life of the loan? No, it wouldn't offset it. But you, but you have to understand the, the standard consumer statistics show that they don't hold a mortgage on a property for longer than seven years. All right. They predominantly either sell or they refinance down to a lower rate. You know, so the days of, you know, you thinking, here's my interest rate and I'm going to have that for the next 30 years doesn't play out 90 percent of the time. Okay, so let's just uh, go off subject for a second because I just had a question pop up in my mind. Um, So. And there it went. Well, I regarding the uh, the 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 going from why more people are might be interested in doing FHA. I wonder if it's also we have, you know, when when the prices went up on so many of these properties, maybe there's more people that need a little more help or a little bigger boost than they needed when the prices were a little lower? Could that be a trend that we're also experiencing? Yeah, I, what I think we're, we're really seeing is I think a lot of these buyers that we're talking about, be it for government loans, FHA, VA, USDA, Minnesota Down Payment Assistance, they got pushed out of the market right. during the last few years. They became disenchanted. Mm-hmm. And what, what I'm trying to tell them is now is the time to come back because I'm not seeing houses going into 20 multiples. Mm -hmm. I'm seeing some houses going to one, two, or three multiples, but that means you could still be competitive with an FHA offer, all right? I mean, the days of of the, the house having three cash buyers we're not seeing that happening right now. Mimi, are you seeing that? I'm not. I, the thing that I'm seeing right now that is is remarkable, I will have to say, is the number of homes that are having price reductions. Gotcha. And significant price reductions within the first 30 days. Sometimes, because before everything was going above whatever, the, you know, it was just a, like a, a ton I will say above what a, they put it out. Unless a house was seriously something wrong with it, or it was seriously overpriced over the last year, I will say, mm-hmm. you didn't see price reductions. You didn't. Um, if you saw one, it was it was insane to see one. Um, now you're seeing really nice properties coming down, you know, large numbers, huge, mm-hmm. within, but not just, you know, you don't wait like 60 days. It's happening like within the first week for two weeks so if they don't get a drove of offers they're like okay let's try it but see the thing is it's just like it's just like when the market shifted from the last recession that we had it took months for consumers to really realize this has changed right and it takes a while for our sellers to to come to the reality that it really has shifted phil yeah I, i i totally agree uh, at the same point in time, for those people that are fearful that we're going into a housing market crash, there's nothing, there's no statistics, there's nothing on the books that show that this is going to turn into an 07, 08 environment. Yes. Matter of fact, 
all all the statistics say due to supply and demand housing prices are still going to appreciate at four and a half percent through the recession and And mimi you talked about what rents going up what was the number you used 13 14 percent but um 14 percent yeah you can't folks you're better off owning a home because as as rent it's only going to go up and you have nothing well for folks that want more information about the real estate or mortgage market reach out to us you can text any question to 651-578-2218. Right. You can also get this episode and previous episodes by going to our website, mytalk1071.com, keyword red hot.